welcome to Marvel News presented by SuperheroNews.com. My name is Sean Gerber. I am joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Paul Herman. How's it going, Paul? It is uh, very well, very well. Lots of Marvel goodness, so much to talk about. But today we're here to talk about the Deadpool. That's right. I know there's a lot of stuff. I mean, we talked about it in our in our last show. I mean, we recorded it before the the Super Bowl, so we didn't get a chance to, and we haven't had a chance to record since then. Uh, so we know we still owe you reactions to uh, the Civil War TV spot, also the X Men Apocalypse TV spot. I mean, especially for the Civil War thing, it was awesome. You know, it was awesome. You don't need us to tell you it was awesome, but we will talk about how awesome it was uh, in another show. And we know there's a lot of other stuff out there. A lot of other big Marvel news that we need to talk about. Uh, Marvel just today on the in this morning that we're you know recording this podcast, uh, they announced uh, the cast for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which included uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, James Gunn confirmed that Mantis will be a character in the film, and we're going to talk about all of that in our next episode because you know first and foremost we have to give priority to the actual movie that just came out, and it is of course. Deadpool, and we wanted to spend a, a lot of time talking about that. This is our, our review of the film, and it is a spoiler review, so if you have not seen the film uh, for any reason up until this point, then you may not want to continue on with the rest of this episode. Thank you for already downloading it, though. We got you checked off there, uh, but come <laughs> back, you know, pause it, and then come back and finish the show uh, once you've seen the movie, but based on its outstanding box office results, uh, there's a pretty good chance that you've already seen it, unless you live in China. So, we will jump into our review now, and like I said, the spoiler flag has been waved. Uh, we are going to talk about the movie in detail, so this is your you know last warning. If you do not wish to be spoiled, if you have not already seen the film and don't want to be spoiled prior to seeing it. So, Paul, you and I have not talked about mm. Deadpool at all together, oh. really, um, you know, we didn't uh, kind of we didn't prepare our <laughs> you know ourselves for what the other guy was was. Gonna I don't think. want to. No, I didn't really want to. I mean, we uh, you know one of our more famous episodes was our Fantastic Four <laughs> review. Um, although we kind of had an idea going into it, you know, how each of us felt uh, with with that film. So uh, I'll just uh, open it up to you. What did you think of Deadpool? Well, Deadpool, it's it's funny because. Again, I, I'm not an average fan of the character. I like I like the character a, a decent amount. It got a little overexposed the last couple of years for me, but I've always loved the character. I own the first appearance of Deadpool that I got from a 7-Eleven in Lake Stevens, Washington, or I should I should say my brother got it that I inherited um, from him. Uh, and it's probably again my, my most expensive comic that I own. Uh, and I don't, and it's not the, in the best of shape, so it's probably not worth a whole lot. But still, there's well, a lot the of value just went up this weekend. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the thing is, now I'm sure, even even as not in the, the best of shape, it still would you know do okay. But anyway, um, you know, I loved a lot all the the first miniseries that Deadpool was it was released um, that kind of dealt with Vanessa that we see in this film, and uh, it was, it was Cyberface, I think his name was, or I forgot what his name was. Um, anyway. But I love the character, and when I got back into comics in about two thousand and four, um, I you know I, I I definitely didn't like I didn't like the Cable Deadpool connection, but I always liked the character. And when he was introduced in Wolverine Origins again, or kind of a guest appeared, and Daniel Way wrote him, and I think Pete kind of set this tone of what Daniel Way would do with the character later on. I really enjoyed this like Looney Tunes like character, and. Um, it got kind of I, I got really into Deadpool core. I, I started buying all the books and I kind of said, you know, I'm getting a little, little Deadpooled out. And 
Haven't really been back since. Now, I've always thought that Ryan Reynolds was going to play a great Deadpool. And when they cast him in Wolverine Origins, it was a bummer that, uh, you know, that he didn't do much. And they, obviously, we all talk about how ridiculous the ending of Wolverine Origins was. But afterwards, the whole the whole promise was to get this movie going. And I remember, the, I remember hearing about the test footage being shot. And in fact, I, no crap. Sean, I remember, I think the first time I was ever on a Modern Myth Media podcast, we talked about, was it Tim Miller being uh, put on the Deadpool movie? Or the, yeah, I remember we was, talked about the director, Yeah, right? It was very early in the days of, you know, of ModernMythMedia.com and doing the Modern Myth Media podcast. I mean, it, we talked about, yeah, I mean, this, this crew that made this Deadpool movie has been around it, I mean, from the very beginning of, of when they were developing this thing past uh, X-Men Origins. Yeah, and, and I remember talking about that, thinking, like, it's really crazy they're going to make a Deadpool movie, you know? And then after Wolverine Origin, Origin's not doing very well, and then, you know, fast forward to last summer, and the Deadpool stuff got leaked. And you you talk about leaks hurting things, and, and they do. I'm not going to say they don't. But obviously, this was – it changed everything. I mean, it was – it blew my mind when I saw it. And I think the test footage and when I watched the film, it's exactly what I expected, Just, you know, as far as or, or what I expected slash wanted, which was I want to see Deadpool go insane and be Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds be funny. And this movie delivers on that. Um, I don't I don't love the film. I don't I'm not like I. And the problem was when I watched it the first time. I usually want to go see it again, right? Because I'm podcasting about this stuff and I try to like really be subjective and be brutally honest because that's just how I am. I, I'm a I'm a real I'm the real deal, man. I'll tell you, I'm I'm just brutally <laughs> honest like that. I just you know, I I, I I whatever. The problem was, you know, I'm busy because I'm older now and have more responsibilities in my life, but it, what sucked was I didn't really have the desire to go see it again right away. I was like, I'll see it again eventually. I kind of knew what I what I liked about Deadpool from the from the get go. I loved, I loved the beginning. Anytime Deadpool was on screen in costume, I loved one hundred percent loved. When he and that the problem was, it's almost like my Man of Steel problem. Which again, I have to with Man of Steel, I end up loving more and more. I, the more and more I watch it, that middle pacing just really derails me. And the whole time, I remember just thinking, like, even though it's funny and there's some entertaining moments in it, I the middle just kind of loses me, and I get kind of bored. And it wasn't; it's not until like you know, every time you get back to Deadpool that I love it. And thank the Lord for uh, Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, and Colossus. They were almost steam stealers to me in this film. I thought Colossus was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. It's funny. I I thought it was brilliant. Freaking brilliant to use him as a straight man to Deadpool. I mean, it was, it was incredible. That was one of the best decisions they could have, they could have done, honestly. And I felt that it was, I felt like that to me really putting in the X-Men universe was nice. And so the overall, overall view is that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's, I'll take it back. It's solid. It's a solid movie. Is it great? Uh, I wouldn't say it's great. It's, it's decent. It's good. I think the the phrase that I would use for it, I'm I'm stealing from Joss Whedon with his own take on on the Avengers. 
even though I, I kind of disagree with it in his case, but he <laughs> talked about when he describes the Avengers, rather than calling it a great movie, he calls it a great time. And I think that's what Deadpool is. Deadpool is a, a great time, and I like the movie a lot. I have some criticisms. We'll get into it, but overall, I liked it. I thought the opening was was really, really well done. I loved the opening credits. I mean, I loved yeah. the, you know, like an overpaid tool talking about the director or like the writers, the real heroes here are written in there. Like all that stuff was so fun, and it just set up the complete irreverence that you would expect from uh, Deadpool right at the very start. I really enjoyed that entire opening sequence, which is, of course, really the the drawn-out version of that leaked test footage. Uh, I thought that all of that was so well done. The action was great. Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool was hilarious. Uh, when Colossus shows up, the little fight with uh, between Colossus and Deadpool was great, where he breaks both of his hands and then he breaks his ankle. Like All of that I, I thought was a blast. And you're right. I mean, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus, they absolutely steal the show uh, whenever they're on the screen. I mean, they do <laughs> such, that was such a fantastic, uh, a fantastic job by both of them. Wonderful additions to this movie that totally fleshed it out. And I, I thought the movie, it was fun. It was entertaining. I was laughing a lot, just like I, I expected to. So I, I really had a great time watching Deadpool. And, you know, and I expected to, I expected this to be, you know, a really fun, enjoyable timing. Mean, like I expected to be laughing like I was watching the trailers, like the first time I saw any footage at Hall H at uh, San Diego Comic Con last year. And I feel like it mostly delivered on that. I did actually think it would be a little bit funnier uh, because I, Ooh. while I laughed a lot, I wasn't laughing. I never laughed at, like in watching this actual movie. I never laughed as hard as I did watching the footage in Hall H. And I think that's because for me anyway, a lot of the best jokes were the ones that from the very first footage I saw and then repeated again in the trailers. So of course I didn't laugh as hard when I heard those again because I was hearing them for like the 80th time. But like and and the stuff that I had never heard before, while there was a lot of that stuff that was funny, none of it was quite as funny as the other things that I had heard for the first time. So that was a little bit of a disappointment for me because I, I hate when that happens with a comedy. And Deadpool is a raunch comedy of a superhero movie. There's no two ways about that. It absolutely is. I mean, that's part of what helped it sell so well. Um, but like, I always hate when I go watch a comedy. And I find out that the jokes that I laughed the hardest at were the ones that I already saw in like the TV spots and the trailers. So I kind of feel like Deadpool was a little bit guilty of that, although it didn't Absolutely. it didn't really derail it too much for me because I still laughed at the stuff that I already thought was funny, and I did have plenty of laughs, you know, throughout. It just wasn't like that. I I just totally expected to be losing my mind with laughter at different moments throughout uh, the movie and that didn't quite uh happen for me. So maybe my you know maybe my expectations of how funny it was supposed hmm. to be were just not in the right spot, but it didn't it didn't totally deliver on that for me. You know what it's funny? I think I I totally agree with you because I I I think it and what I think it is actually is the fact that when you see Ryan Reynolds crack jokes, it's Ryan Reynolds. And and and, and though it, he's just being himself when he's Wade Wilson, right? And I think that for me was just kind of like, you know, he and he's almost grounded in reality because he hasn't got his mutation powers yet. It wasn't until he it's it's when he's dons a suit, I almost feel it becomes even funnier. Like he becomes even more outrageous. And because of that reason, or when we even when he has like the the nuked head, if you will, 
you know, he becomes funnier because I think he becomes a different person. And I, and I know a lot of this is is improvised with Ryan Reynolds. And, and I almost think that once he gets in a costume, he becomes more of like the character or it becomes less like Ryan Reynolds. You know, the Merc with a mouth is what Deadpool is. And he was he was funny as Wade Wilson before he becomes Deadpool. But when he transforms into Deadpool and he has his powers, maybe there's more to play with with his uh you know with those powers like with the little hand was oh my god that was oh my ridiculous god. that, that was, see, was that, amazing see and I think that's what it is I think that the humor works so much better when he's Deadpool opposed to when he's just a normal like I'm Wade Wilson I'm a badass whatever you know and I think that to me was what I. My biggest criticism of it is, is, is kind of the same thing, but a little bit different, is that we just don't see enough Deadpool. You know what I mean? We need to have more. In fact, I can't wait. This movie is – I think the reason I like this movie and I'm not like meh about it is honestly is that the sequel possibilities for this is, are just – this has potential to be an amazing sequel because you know what works. You know what uh, fans want. And I don't know. I just think that – you you just have so much more knowing going into it that yes expectations are so high but I think that because you you don't really have a ceiling anymore because you're rated R and that's one of the benefits from this I think being rated R and being successful is that they have no limits now going into the next film and we'll get into that I'm sure later on but yeah I think that this is this is one of the good things about it right I can't wait to not have to see Ryan Reynolds in his regular form try to be Ryan Reynolds and and charming and blah 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 like you know yes i'm extremely jealous of his good looks people i understand <laughs> i want to be, i want to state full disclosure i hate red reynolds because he's a handsome man and i am a, a troll over here that's fine <laughs> but no i mean i just i can't wait to see because i think he just performs better as an actor when he's and i think that's not saying you know the worst thing about the guy i'm just saying that he just probably becomes more like deadpool when he's on the in the costume so that's what i'm looking forward to because because to me Anytime he was in that red costume, would hundred percent worked. Well, I, I thought he was fine in the, in the Wade Wilson scenes and when he's in the Deadpool costume. I didn't really have any issue with Ryan Reynolds, and I don't really mind Ryan Reynolds being what we expect from Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I mean, that's part of the reason why people thought he was perfect to play Deadpool this entire time, and why no, people, I understand. and why people were like, "Why are you going to play Hal Jordan? Like you are meant to play Deadpool." I mean, to me, it, he's just as meant to play. Now, I'm not going to put him on that level of performance, but. He's just as as nice of a fit to play Deadpool as a Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Now, he's not on that level because, like, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is just freaking epic. But, you know, I, I think, uh, I, although I would imagine that there's probably a lot of people who disagree with me and think he's on the level of, of Downey's Tony Stark. But I, I really liked Ryan Reynolds in the role. I didn't really have a problem with him. It was just the, the jokes that were written. I felt like some of them were just a little too easy. You know that they yeah, could have, that, yeah, that exactly. they could have gone with other stuff, and but I, I don't want to harp on that because I did I did laugh a lot with this movie, and and the other thing that I want to you know bring out that was actually the the biggest surprise for me was actually the love story between Wade Wilson and Vanessa. Like I bought it and I enjoyed it and I had fun with it, and like I mean obviously everybody had fun with the freaking hilarious you know sex montage with the holidays. Um, I mean, we'll get to that in a second. Dude, I thought that was funny, especially some of the some of the holidays they chose. And their bit for National Women's Day was freaking classic. I'm sorry. That was, that probably was a moment where I laughed pretty hard. Uh, especially because of what holiday they chose to make that. <laughs> like, just not so much the act itself, but just what they chose, you know, the fact that they made that for National Women's Day, I, I thought was pretty hilarious. So, um, 
I enjoyed it. And it's also, you know, Morena Baccarin is somebody who I, you know, that's an actress that I just think is super underrated, you know, going going all the way back to Firefly. And she's done tons of genre stuff from Firefly to V. She's on, you know, she's a regular on Gotham. I mean, she does all this stuff. And I just kind of feel like this is somebody who I don't, you know, every time I see her, I don't understand why she's not like a mega freaking movie star. Like, I I don't understand why she's not. You know, uh, uh, why she hasn't already been tapped as like a female superhero in any of these movies before. Like, I think she's that good uh, and that interesting as an actress. So I thought she was great in this. And I liked the relationship uh, between uh, her and and Deadpool, like in her and and Wade Mm -hmm. Wilson, like they're that little interlude of like, you know, once he and his whole bit about, you know, just when, you know, you finally take so long to be happy. And then, of course, life, you know, hits you again. Like, I totally bought into that. I thought it was great. I loved how. You know, it was just like the the whole idea of the relationship was just these two people like isolating themselves. It's the two of them and it's their own little world in their crummy like apartment. Like there was something about that that I found, you know, as, you know, explicit as some of it was. There was part yes. of it. That, there was some of it that was just they just but still the interaction between them was also in a weird, perverted way, just kind of sweet. And so yeah. I and I and I liked that. So. It, it's it's very rare that I buy into the romance in a superhero movie. A lot of times it's super forced and super canned, uh, but this one actually felt genuine. Yeah, it, it's funny because I, I wasn't a fan of sex scenes, and, and maybe I'm just too much of a prude. I'm, I'm old school. I don't know. I just felt it was unnecessary and just kind of... Oh, it definitely I mean, it wasn't was, necessary, but you I may, mean, if you have the R rating, like you're going to... That's the thing. I you just don't have kinda, to think twice about it. No, I, I, I understand why. For the R rating, I think it worked for the violence. I just felt it was just really – it was a little over the top for me. And I know a lot of people probably are moaning at their uh, – whatever, however they listen to these podcasts, and I'm sorry. I just – I just kind of, that kind of lost me. I just kind of – okay, well, all right. Yeah, try not to roll your eyes if you're driving right now. Listen, yeah, sorry. Hey, you, it's fine. I admit it. I admit it. Like people, people will yell and say I'm wrong, and that's fine. I have no problem with it. I didn't like it. I thought it was unnecessary – didn't really need to have it. It just was. It, it was over the top. I, granted, Deadpool's over the top, and, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason why I'm not like hate it. I just didn't love it. I didn't like it. But that being said, I thought um, she played an amazing Vanessa. Um, I love the actress too. She's really great in Homeland. I've only seen like the first two episodes. I didn't get into oh, the yeah, show, that's right. but she was great in Homeland. Like she, like I totally bought everything she did. I loved her in Firefly and Serenity. I mean, I, I mean, I almost thought there was. I want to say when Joss Whedon was was rumored or doing the Wonder Woman thing, he thought about her as Wonder Woman at one point. Oh, um, she would have been great. Yeah, she would have been fantastic. She's a you know, and she's a great actress. Um, it was really interesting to see her as Vanessa, which, you know, I. I bought into the love story and, and I get I guess that like the whole sex scene was just building their relationship in a funny way to like instead of having a ridiculous like montage scene of them like walking around kissing here and there and buying right. chocolates or something. You have them like do something really vulgar or, or not and that sex is vulgar, but you know what I mean? Like just Yeah. Some parts were vulgar, I guess. But anyway, um I get that. And I, I and that's why I, I didn't necessarily like hate it. I was like, okay, I get what they're trying to do. They're just using the, the, the R rating, but whatever. Um, but that being said, I did I like you, Sean. I did buy into the love story, and I do and I do think that it was it was well done, and I think that it was cool uh, cool and interesting that they did this all around Valentine's Day, and, and the marketing people who I mean, which again I'm sure we'll talk about them later too because they oh, have a big amazing. part of this. Amazing. I mean they they market this as a love story, and in and, and a lot of times, and I think that's really 
And that's true. It's what it's what this is. And I think that sets off Deadpool being the anti-hero instead of just a mercenary hero for hire. It sets that up perfectly. And I think that in and of itself is important because Deadpool isn't a good guy. And he never says he is. And I think that it's important to see that and that why he's doing this is good. Doing this good is not just for his own well-being. It's because he loves somebody. So and that makes sense with the character. That to me is you know, Wade Wilson slash Deadpool in the comic books. That's what he was. You know, he went after, you know, he, he was a guy for hire. That's all he did. But when they had his girl, that's when he went nuts. And he was like, I'm going after these efforts and mess people up. And I love that about Deadpool is that, you know, he still has a heart, even though he isn't, you know, a, a gun for hire. And so she played a perfect, and their relationship was was by was I bought everything, but I, I love the scenes that you know when the, the where she says where he says uh you know instead of put balls in the holes and they had the whole scene together yeah. and the Voltron yeah, the ski ball thing was great like, yeah and, and see and that I I felt you could have edited the sex scenes out and still have that and I would buy into that because they have a great chemistry it was they nice. do but I think the you know the sex scenes was just a really fun and I thought. Yeah you know interesting way of like <laughs> interesting interesting way of like well it shows the passage of time like it shows how long they've been together is it yeah, spanning through yeah. all of these holidays and their thanksgiving i thought was hilarious too like i i think you know it was fun and it was just them being like look we have the r rating we can do this you know and it's something that you know in a lot of ways it's honest i mean sex is a huge part of relationships especially for two people as good looking as ryan reynolds and marina Baccarin. like I'm sure, you know, I, I can't imagine that, you know, the physical portion of their relationship wouldn't be a huge part of it. Two people like that are going to get together. So, you know, you have a chance to show that and be honest about it and be like, okay, here's kind of what can go down. You know, two people, you're right. Two you're people at, behind you're... closed doors. Like there, there's an honesty to it that I was like, you know, that I appreciated. Did you absolutely have to do it? No. Um, but it doesn't, I don't think it hurts the movie at all that it did. It, and I actually, you know, thought it was thought it was a really fun bit, and there was a lot of funny stuff in that. Like I, even though I complained about the movie not being funny enough, like the stuff that was funny enough is really what um, you know was a lot of the stuff, the, a lot of the interaction between the two of them. That plus Stan Lee as the announcer in the strip club, oh my which God, again that was goes back to uh, you know that was uh, you know shown it in Hall H, so I already knew that bit, but I still thought it was freaking hilarious. Um, and then you know what I didn't mind about the movie, I mean it's. When I do kind of roll my own eyes a little bit, not while driving, when <laughs> I hear people talk about Deadpool as being like super game changing and all that stuff, and I'm like, nah, maybe in terms of how it performed, we'll change some games, yes. but in terms of the structure of the movie, not really. I mean, we've yeah. seen movies be irreverent, we have seen mo- superhero movies be funny. Uh, we've seen, and then of course this plot is as paint by numbers superhero movie as you can get. The movie, oh, yeah. the movie admits it and laughs at it and pokes fun at itself. I mean, like when uh, Weasel is handing him the drink to go talk to the you know child molester guy, was handing at the uh, the bar, and he goes, "I don't know, but this might further the plot." <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like they totally call out. You know, a lot of it, even in the opening credits, they talk about a British villain because they have a super generic bad guy. Um, as, you know, Ajax, a.k.a. Francis. And, like, that's really the whole movie is chasing down this, you know, this guy named Francis. Um, So they don't... But it doesn't really matter because that's not what you're there for. You're not there to have the the, the most intricate plot that you've ever seen in a superhero movie. 
It is very basic, and the movie plays on a lot of stuff that happens in other superhero movies, but it just has uh, it just has fun with it. And then, of course, it brings in its own attitude and its own voice, which you know, which you obviously need to have, and they clearly have uh, with a character like Deadpool, which is a voice that people have not heard before in this genre. So I, I totally get why why it worked, uh, even though a lot of it was uh, you know as simple as as superhero movies get. And it just added the right things in the right places to make it all feel new because you're experiencing it through, you know, perceiving it in a new way because you're experiencing it with a brand new character um, who's not necessarily like all the other characters you've heard before. Oh, but then you also get decapitations and dick jokes. So, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> why, you know, that that's kind of what, what sets it apart. So I don't necessarily agree that Deadpool is game-changing, but I think it did a great job executing exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, in terms of plot, the only thing that didn't really work for me um, all that well that I, I would probably be most critical of is actually the part you kind of, you kind of referenced in the, in the middle of the film. Things kind of drag. It's really when Deadpool uh, or when Wade Wilson undergoes his mutant transformation. Yes, um, that definitely went on too long for me. Um, it just kind of let you know, and I know that was part of you know this is. You know, in, in some ways, I mean, I guess you could say like that is where some of the heart of the film is, is you're going through the horrible uh, experience with him. But the thing is, like, I don't take him seriously enough to care that much about that experience. Exactly. And that's no offense, but Deadpool doesn't ask me to take uh, to take him seriously enough uh, to care that much about that experience. So and, and I don't I'm not saying I don't want to have uh, sympathetic moments that are supposed to get me to feel for the character of Wade Wilson. Like I, I should have that and it's totally fine. But I kind of felt like that went on for a lot longer than it needed to, um, especially when that part just wasn't as upbeat as everything else in the movie. Um, I felt like I'm not saying don't have that scene in there. Definitely have that scene in there. But I think they could have sped it up a bit. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're talking about the plot. I, I actually I, I'm with you. I have zero problem with the with with, with the overall general idea of, the, the you know, by the book superhero film idea, which they acknowledge and everything, like you said, and in the middle, just take like a lot of these. This is not Deadpool's only problem. This is a superhero action film problem. The middle is usually the you know my problem with Age of Ultron was the middle. You know, is that you know right when they're in the Ninja Turtles scene, like that's <laughs> that's when it gets slow. And this scene is no exception. It's just. You have to you have to bring it home. You have to have you have to bring it. Have this is where the middle has to give you the heart of the film, et cetera, et cetera. And it, and and but at the same time, does it ruin the film? No, it doesn't ruin the film. I still enjoyed it. I knew it was just kind of. I just wish that you could have maybe had cut scenes with with Deadpool more talking about the experience. Yeah. you know, and and really lightened up. Like you said, you made a great point. Like just go through it faster. And I think you could have done that by you know. Have Deadpool just pop up, like you know, split the screen halfway, and have him go. This part's kind of boring. Let me just tell you what happens really yeah. fast, and then have him do some kind of ridiculous monologue, and then fast forward to him escaping, and then in fighting uh, Ajax for you know a good couple yeah. minutes and, and whatever. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, when he goes in like the oxygen like deprivation chamber or whatever, like just or when you know they're sucking the oxygen out and they, you know trying to make him feel like he's suffocating, like he should be like, 
I just want to tell you that this really sucked. And then he goes, yeah. like, show him, like, talking about it, like, at a food truck getting a freaking chimichanga. Like, <laughs> you know, anything like that I think would have been cool. Especially because, like, that, that for me, that sequence wasn't even really the heart of the film. The heart of the film was the relationship with Vanessa. And Vanessa's, no, nowhere, right. and Vanessa's right. nowhere to be found in there. Like, the heart of the film is uh, them, like, in that doctor's office, like, when he's being told that he has cancer. Like, that's the heart of the film. Like, that... That played way more on, you know, pulled on my heartstrings way more and got way more sympathy out of me than, uh, you know, the mutant transformation sequence. You know, him uh, going to look at her like after he's turned into this total like ugly freak, uh, you know, looking at her wanting to talk to her, but then feeling like she's just going to totally reject him because of how he looks now. Like that's the stuff that's the heart of it, because that's really ultimately what it was. It was a love story. So it really was about that relationship between the two of them. That was dry, you know. That was the most sincere part of the movie, and that's the stuff that I cared about. So, and I know that everything that he was going through was to try and, you know, so be alive so he could get back to her. But, um, you know, I just didn't feel like it needed to spend as much time in that space as it did. But it did set up a pretty, you know, the action sequence between the two of them when he's escaping, even though it's like burnt up naked Wade Wilson. Like I, I didn't care. Like it was funny and it was a cool action uh, action yeah, it was. sequence. It was cool. And then you know when and then it, it really once it got out of there though it totally picked up again. You know Deadpool hunting down everybody to try and find Francis. You know we meet his roommate. You know all of these different things that started coming back into it. You know the conversations that he's having with uh, Weasel played by T.J. Miller. Like all that stuff started ramping back up and it just started being fun and a good time again. So mm-hmm. and that's why you know like even though that bit was a little bit of a drag, these are just like when I say these criticisms, it, it has nothing to do with saying oh well i didn't like the movie it, right. these, these are the things where like if i'm trying to give like obviously an overall assessment you know and eventually not now but one day if, when i'm talking about where deadpool would rank in the pantheon of superhero movies like this is the kind of stuff that would move it up and down on the list depending right. on you know how serious of criticisms i have for it so these are the things that make it maybe not like the most amazing thing ever for me uh but i still really you know still really enjoy the movie well it's, it's funny because you know, again, like that's my biggest criticism of the middle and maybe the sex scene. But other than that, I loved it. And I think one of the things I, I was I, I was actually surprised and this and this is a, a big longtime complaint of mine is the, the classic. And I was waiting for it to happen and, him, and to him even reference it. But he did it. And I thought it was brilliant. It was when he's fighting fighting Ajax and his mask never comes off. Mm-hmm. It stays on the entire time. And I have to say, kudos to Fox and mm-hmm. kudos to producers, Ryan Reynolds, Tim Miller, all them, for not going that route to make him show his face, more emotion. And I have to I will say one of my favorite things about the film is the fact the mask and the they convey they do such an amazing job of conveying emotion through his CGI eyes and the mouth. And and that's I'm, not, I'm assuming that's not CGI, maybe sometimes it is, but the way Ryan Reynolds portrays that out and you see the emotion all through that is really, really impressive. And you just get lost in it. You forget that there's CGI eyes. It's mm-hmm. so seamless and brilliant. And it, it, oh, it just enhances that performance by Ryan Reynolds so much that I was so happy that it didn't do that. And I thought that was brilliant. I was waiting for them to do that because they referenced, you know, fourth ball breaking. That this is a, you know, here's a superhero, you know, entrance or you know, superhero scene where the guy does a jumps off something and whatever. I mean, I was like, they're going to talk about the mask coming off because that that is like a superhero staple. Everyone has their mask ripped off at the end of the film. It's like mm-hmm. Spider-Man 101, whatever. But it never happened. It was brilliant. That was 
freaking brilliant. Yeah. I, and I, every, anything with the mask on, I felt was just really, really well done. I, it was really impressive, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and that's where I give this movie a lot of credit, is that it totally captures the spirit of uh, reading a Deadpool comic book. Like, I, I think it totally got that, and it got the look of reading a Deadpool comic, uh, uh, specifically the look of Deadpool himself. I thought he looked great. Um, Colossus looked better than he ever did in an X-Men movie. Oh like, he, you know, he looked great. Degasonic, uh, Teenage Warhead gets to wear a yellow X-Men suit, <laughs> like, oh that we God. haven't really seen since first that class. That amazing! It looks so good! So, like, it was, you know, it was a blast, and, like, this was probably, you know, arguably this is the most comic book faithful movie that Fox has made, uh, you know, in the X-Men franchise. In fact, I would say, especially aesthetically speaking, it absolutely yeah. is. So I, I really, you know, really liked the way this movie looked. And I think that's part of, you know, what's made it so successful. It's like, look, people already like Deadpool. Like, you know, I, I understand that not necessarily the whole world knows about him. But this was a character that people are, are at least a little bit aware of because he's freaking like everybody sees photos of like comic book conventions and whatever. And it's filled with a million cosplayers as Deadpool. Like that's been going on for years, not just since, the, you know, the movie was announced. So, you know, I... I I thought this movie did such a great job in that, and I think that's where you know I'm happy to see it being rewarded because it does. Even though you know I may not think the movie's perfect, I may not think it's the most amazing thing ever. I liked the movie a lot. I really enjoyed it and was you know really really entertained by it and had a blast watching it. And you know, but I'm happy to see it being rewarded for doing you know really going about it the right way. I mean, it it just mm -hmm. you, what you can tell about this. You know, it kind of reminded me of, and that's why I think you know I love a lot of the comments that he's made about it. It reminded be of Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that same kind of irreverent tone. But the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy that I, I still love to this day is when I watch that movie, I can tell how much James Gunn and everybody else involved loves the characters, uh, you know, with this yeah. movie that they're making. Like, I can tell that when they're making that movie, they are connecting with these characters. And I can see that in Deadpool. Like, I can absolutely see the sincerity in Ryan Reynolds as he's playing Wade Wilson. And I can see it, you know, from the director, Tim Miller, from the writers. Like, I, I can see how much they cared about this character, and that just makes me care about the character. Um, so it was a really a fantastic job, you know, really fantastic job with the movie. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it uh, immensely. I, I had a blast with it, and I think it's a, you know, and I think it, it absolutely deserves all, all the success that it's having right now. It, it's funny because we talk about the success of Marvel films, and 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 when I when I talk about this, and this is, again, this is my opinion. This is the success of Marvel films is. I've always said they stay true to the characters because what 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 stays true to the, if you stay true to the character, it's going to be successful because there's a reason why these characters are successful for how many years, right? I've always said that. I've been saying that since the beginning. I've always said that. If if filmmaking, if the filmmakers and the, and the companies behind them can can understand that, then I really do think these movies are all will always be somewhat successful. Maybe you know it always. There's always a lot of factors going into when a movie is successful or not, but for the most part, I think that if you stay true, people will come, and because what's naturally appealing to the character will always be will always sell, because that's just why they're they're still you know here today. Deadpool is no exception. Deadpool definitely appeals to a you know as an appealing character, and he's a great character. If he wasn't a great character, he wouldn't st he wouldn't have stood this for the last twenty years already, which is insane to even think about. How you know I'm, I'm 34 and he's he's over 20 years old, but this character has stayed alive. I mean, imagine and, and people who understand uh, or been around with comic books as long as I have know the ups and downs of that industry, 
And if you know that, you know, when Joe Kelly wrote Deadpool, it was right about like right before the major comic backlash where just everything went dead and he was still it was still a moderately successful comic book and then afterwards deadpool rose again with cable i mean the character survived this long through the ups and downs of of comic bookdom because he's a good character and i think what makes this film so good is that just like the marvel films they stay true to the character they never wavered and that's you know, to me is what makes which is shows that it's so successful that Fox said, you know what, we're going to take we're going to take a risk. I mean, they went a little more violent and, and everything. But you know what? They stayed in the end. It was that all that violence and the gratuitous nudity or sex or whatever, whatever, whatever you think about it doesn't matter because they stayed true to the character in the end. And that's what sold the film. Mm-hmm. And that's to me is what it's so awesome about Deadpool. And, and like you said, reference earlier, Sean, it's not a game changer in that sense. Cause that's the same true to the character. And that's something that, you know, yeah, Marvel, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. And so, but what I do think it's a game changer on is the fact that you can take chances and, and it's okay to take chances because if you, if they're done the right way, it can only enhance the film. And I think for the most part, barring a few things, I think it definitely enhanced the film. And I think that to me is what's really cool about Deadpool are the possibilities and the doors that it will open because films like Watchmen, which I love, I love the Watchmen. It's radar, it's edgy, but it just wasn't fans, regular mainstream audiences, casual fans. They weren't ready for that yet. And it's, it's sad, but now in this, you know, that Deadpool has opened that door to rated R and, and being a little bit edgier it's it that to me is what's really cool is it's the first time you can see you know they can do that and i'm really excited well, about that yeah and i and i think that's what's interesting now i mean so i think you know you nice segue i mean i think we can start start talking about you no know, problem a lot of things of what you know deadpool means and its success i mean i, I think our, our thoughts on the film are, are pretty well conveyed at this point two severed thumbs up you know for deadpool like i Absolutely. think it, it did a great job um but yeah i, I think the you know kind of the the takeaways for for the success, you know, of Deadpool, I mean, the first and foremost, like, what you have to get rid of is this idea that, oh, now let's have a bunch of R-rated superhero movies. No, 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 no. That's how things get ruined. Like, you can't just, like, open the floodgates now. And, you know, and, and I'm, I, I say that knowing full well that this week at every studio, <laughs> not called Marvel Studios, that every studio this week has been, you know, piling through stacks of comic books you know, or going through the wiki pages for their characters, trying to find out, you know, yeah, DC wiki or the Marvel wiki, like, which are amazing, by the way. Yeah, like, everybody's looking at it and going, where's the next Deadpool? And, you know, because that that's just the nature of the beast. Like, that's the nature of of studio filmmaking, like that everybody wants to find the next blank. Um, And, you know, now Deadpool is is the thing that you use to fill in that blank. But there's a couple things here that like, you just have to acknowledge, like, first off, I mean, the fact that Deadpool is out and, and it's been so successful right now doesn't just like wipe out, you know, all the other struggles of R-rated superhero movies. Like it doesn't just make it seem like, oh, now that never happened. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple things that you have to look at for this, you know, success that, that is unique to Deadpool. First off, the character. You know, you and I have, t- you know, talked before and I, I stand by this, you know, when we said, 
you know, that we, you know, we were critical of it. I know I definitely was critical of it on multiple occasions on this show and articles that I wrote, you know, of this, of the decision to go R, not in terms of a creative decision, because I felt like Deadpool, I was like, Deadpool, to me, when I read him, he's typically PG-13, but there has, but there has been stuff that's R-rated. So you could go either way on that, um, and you could be fine. And I just felt like, you know, when you go R-rated, there's a certain amount of money that you are leaving on the table, because, you know, certain you know little kids get left home and now there's certain countries that you can't play your movie in um but you know and and there's still there is ultimately money that you know deadpool won't make as a result of being r-rated but i think whatever revenue it lost i think it gained all that back and maybe even a little bit more uh, based on the financial performance that i'm seeing and you know or that we're all seeing you know it had the number one r-rated uh opening ever by a lot um it had the you know, Deadpool is actually not adjusting for inflation, but Deadpool is actually the highest grossing first super, uh, solo superhero movie ever. Like solo. Okay. Solo. Not, not te- okay. I, not, I saw your tweet earlier. I thought it was no, no, with no. teams and stuff. too. No, 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 no. So obviously the, you know, the first Avengers film, uh, you know, made more than Deadpool, obviously in the opening weekend. But if you look at the first movies for Batman, Superman, Iron Man, Spider-Man, I mean, huge franchises. Deadpool in its first three days made more by uh, than, like, any of those guys. Um, now I know, obviously, it's a different... St- if we adjust for inflation, then Spider-Man is still the champ, by the way, from 2002. Um, but, you know, Deadpool had a, you know, a huge success, but... A lot of that works because Deadpool lends himself to exactly what a lot of people showed up for. You know, a lot of people showed up because this looked like a really funny, raunchy comedy in addition to being a superhero movie. And not every R-rated superhero movie plays into that. So you might have to find a different reason to get people to show up. You know, it won't just be because your character can be really funny uh, and do a good job with, you know, have something that has a lot of F-bombs and it has a lot of crude humor. And that's just going to make it totally work. Maybe that works for something like Lobo at, at DC, but still not as well as Deadpool. <laughs> Lobo. But everybody talking about Lobo this week, you know, myself included. It's like pump the brakes. Lobo ain't no Deadpool. No, <laughs> like, he ain't. He absolutely is not. So and that's and you know and I guess the other thing to bring up is the marketing. Like this was one of the best marketed superhero movies I've ever seen. In fact, the only one that I think challenges this is The Dark Knight in 2007 and 2008 mm, with all yeah. the viral campaigns, yeah. uh, which led to a record opening weekend. You know, that's the only. That's honestly the only one that I would look at. Um, and I guess maybe the, if you want to go farther back, you know, to the 1989 Batman film, that had a pretty awesome marketing campaign, That's too. That's true, too. Which was basically just an awesome logo. That's really... It was pretty freaking brilliant, yes, though. Yeah, and it totally worked, by the way. Yes, yes. So, you know, I mean, I so minimum, Deadpool goes in the top three for me uh, for superhero movie marketing ever. And my hat's off to everybody at the marketing team at Fox, but also Ryan Reynolds. You know, yep. you can't can't discount ryan reynolds putting in the time to recording all these different tv spots all these little promotional pieces that he did for what christmas uh the super bowl like playoff you know nba playoffs like he does he's done so many different bits on this you know to get the word out about this film i mean this movie hasn't left like the the pop culture conversation since the r rating announcement last april like ever since like Deadpool cracked AC Slater over the head with a freaking chair. Like people have been, Deadpool has been a constant presence. 
uh, in pop culture. So there's a lot of factors here that made Deadpool so successful. And that's why I think if everybody just tries to sign up for whatever superhero they think they can get away with on an R rating, you're going to find that door that Deadpool just opened. And also, I want you know we've given this credit before. I want to give it now. You have to give credit to Kingsman also. Uh, which was very successful with an R rating last year, and I think helped Fox feel good about yes. giving Deadpool an R rating this year. So, you know, with those two movies really opening the door back up for uh, comic book movies to be R rated, you know, if people start doing the wrong things with them and, and doing it for the wrong reasons and don't execute it as well, then you're going to find that door slamming right, you know, shut just as fast as it got reopened. You no, know, absolutely. And I have to say, you know, I, I was wrong. I really thought being radar could, you know, would hurt Deadpool and it didn't. I have, and, and for the record, I, I never thought I'd being wrong was bad either. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I, and that's the thing. I'm really excited for the possibilities of this, but also like you said, Sean, it's kind of scary too, because Marvel has their methods and, and they, they're doing really well with them. I mean, again, like the goal, you know, Aaron from Twitter, and I, I forgot your last name, Aaron, and I apologize. That's not your first name. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron K, K-A-J, Cash, I'm not sure if that's your name or not. Uh, but anyway, you brought up a good point earlier saying, you know, Marvel does have adult content with, like, Daredevil. Yeah, and, they have it already. And, and, and Netflix. So it's not like Deadpool is the only thing in town. Like, uh, Netflix beat De- Deadpool to it, you know, since, you know essentially. Sure, sure. But, but, but that being said... To me, what's it's exciting the fact that we're gonna you know we're gonna get some uh, a little more flavor in these things. They're yes. not gonna be, you know, the cookie cutter you know that which people criticize Marvel for, which I think is sometimes fair and not fair. But I think this is this is what's gonna be interesting is that you know we're showing that fans of or just even casual fans who who are the ones that ultimately decide if, if a movie is successful or not. They they show that they're interested in in a more edgier you know, raunchier comic book stuff. And they're, and they're open to that. And I think that's going to be really exciting for the genre. Uh, but again, I just, it's, it's not, it's not going to work hands down for everything, you know? No, it won't. And, and, and the thing is, obviously we got, they announced that the next Wolverine was going to be rated R or, you know, and, and that to me is, you know, it, it, that could work though at the same time, yeah. like, like Deadpool you could be ultra violent with Wolverine. That's not a. That's not going to be a bad yeah. thing. Well, they haven't. Yeah, and they haven't officially announced that Wolverine is R. I mean, it's on that not little. Officially. It's on that little pamphlet that just says anticipated rating R. It doesn't mean that it absolutely will be, but it probably will be. Now, um, yeah. But that's see. But for me, that's okay because Wolverine, even though he's been PG thirteen this whole time. Um, you know, and we'll probably talk more about it when we do our, our news catch up show, you know, next week. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the reason why it's but that's, you know, kind of illustrates the point, though. You read a lot of Wolverine, you know, when you read Wolverine solo books, there's plenty of R rated stuff there. Yeah, there's plenty of it just as much Especially as they're in the 80s, man. Yeah, just as there's just as much R rated content for uh, Wolverine as there is for Deadpool. In fact, there's probably more. Uh, I, I would 100% agree with that. So, like, for Wolverine, like, that's that's okay. Like, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, especially, and then financially, like, Deadpool is going to make more, you know, uh, worldwide than either of Wolverine's solo films, which were PG-13. So, if you're Fox, you don't really, ha- you don't really have to worry about, like, oh, well, if we go if we go R with Wolverine, like we'll lose business. Probably not. 
<laughs> you'll yeah, probably that's... gain business. And because of you know the the not so great merchandising deal that Fox has with Marvel, and I don't even know how all that works. I just know they don't don't totally get along with that. You just you know if you pay attention, there's no action figure line for X Men movies in like forever, uh, in years and years and years. Like there wasn't one for Days of Future Past. There won't be one for Apocalypse. Um, you know, so there's and there there wasn't one for the Wolverine solo movies. So there won't be. Uh, I think X-Men Origins Wolverine might have been the last one with that little Deadpool figure that they showed in the movie. Um, you know, because, like, action figure tie-ins and stuff like that isn't a big concern. Like, you don't worry as much about, you know, having stuff that's maybe not uh, not as kid-friendly. So I, I think they probably will go that route for Wolverine. And that actually makes sense. And I, I've said it before. Like, I know that Hugh Jackman is saying that this is going to be his last one. I want Fox to beg him and throw whatever money they have to do, you know, whatever money they have to throw at him, that after we get, like, an R-rated Deadpool 2 and an R-rated Wolverine 3, I want R-rated Deadpool versus Wolverine. I think that with mm. with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, and you know what? I actually think there's a chance that it could happen. You know, I mean, yeah. I, and that's the thing. I'm really excited for the possibilities of this, but also, like you said, Sean, it's kind of scary, too, because... Marvel has their methods and, and they, they're doing really well with them. I mean, again, like the goal, you know, Aaron from Twitter, and I, I forgot your last name, Aaron, and I apologize. That's not your first name. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron K, KAJ, Cash, I'm not sure about your name or not. Uh, but anyway, you brought up a good point earlier saying, you know, Marvel does have adult content with like Daredevil. Yeah, and, they have it and, already. And, and Netflix. So it's not like Deadpool is the only thing in town. Like uh, Netflix beat De- Deadpool to it, you know, since, you know, essentially. Sure, sure. But, but, but that being said, to me, what's it's exciting the fact that we're going to, you know, we're going to get some, uh, a little more flavor in these things. They're yes. not going to be, you know, the, the cookie cutter, you know, that which people criticize Marvel for, which I think is sometimes fair and not fair. But I think this is what, this is what's going to be interesting is that you know we're showing that fans of or just even casual fans who who are the ones that ultimately decide if a, if a movie is successful or not, they they show that they're interested in in a more edgier, you know, raunchier comic book stuff, and they're and they're open to that, and I think that's going to be really exciting for the genre. Uh, but again, I just it's it's not it's not going to work hands down for everything, you know. No, it won't. And, and, and the thing is, obviously, we got they announced that the next Wolverine was going to be rated R, or you know, and and that to me is you know it, it, it that could work though at the same time, yeah. like like Deadpool. You could be ultra violent with Wolverine. That's not a. That's not going to be a bad yeah. thing. Well, they haven't. Yeah, and they haven't officially announced that Wolverine is R. I mean, it's on that not little. Officially. It's on that little pamphlet that just says anticipated rating R. It doesn't mean that it absolutely will be, but it probably will be. Um, now, yeah. But that's see. But for me, that's okay because Wolverine, even though he's been PG thirteen this whole time. Um, you know, and we'll probably talk more about it when we do our, our news catch up show, you know, next week. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the reason why it's but that's, you know, kind of illustrates the point, though. You read a lot of, Wolver- you know, when you read Wolverine solo books, there's plenty of R rated stuff there. Yeah, there's plenty of it just as much Especially as they're in the 80s, man. Yeah, just as there's just as much R rated content for uh, Wolverine as there is for Deadpool. In fact, there's probably more. Uh, I, I would 100% agree with that. So, like, for Wolverine, like, that's that's okay. Like, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, especially, and then financially, like, Deadpool is going to make more, you know, uh, worldwide than either of Wolverine's solo films, which were PG-13. So, if you're Fox, you don't really, ha- you don't really have to worry about, like, oh, well, if we go if we go R with Wolverine, like we'll lose business. Probably not. 
<laughs> you'll yeah. probably gain business. And because of you know the the not so great merchandising deal that Fox has with Marvel, and I don't even know how all that works. I just know they don't don't totally get along with that. You just you know if you pay attention, there's no action figure line for X Men movies in like forever, uh, in years and years and years. Like there wasn't one for Days of Future Past. There won't be one for Apocalypse. Um, you know, so there's and there there wasn't one for the Wolverine solo movies. So there won't be. Uh, I think X-Men Origins Wolverine might have been the last one with that little Deadpool figure that they showed in the movie. Um, you know, because, like, action figure tie-ins and stuff like that isn't a big concern. Like, you don't worry as much about, you know, having stuff that's maybe not uh, not as kid-friendly. So I, I think they probably will go that route for Wolverine. And that actually makes sense. And I, I've said it before. Like, I know that Hugh Jackman is saying that this is going to be his last one. I want Fox to beg him and throw whatever money they have to do, you know, whatever money they have to throw at him, that after we get, like, an R-rated Deadpool 2 and an R-rated Wolverine 3, I want R-rated Deadpool versus Wolverine. I think that with mm. with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, and you know what? I actually think there's a chance that it could happen because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, Deadpool is calling out Wolverine in his movie, and Ryan Reynolds just crashed Hugh Jackman's press junket for that Eddie the Eagle movie that Hugh Jackman is doing and, like, interviewed him. I think those two guys would act, I, I think that is something that Hugh Jackman would actually be willing to do. Like I will I'm I I thought I was done, but if I get a chance to go make a movie and go take on, you know, uh Deadpool and get to hang out on set with like Ryan Reynolds for four months and just crack jokes, yeah, why not? Let's go do that. Um but that's just me like dreaming over here. Um <laughs> well, and no, but I mean for but just getting back to that point about like the R rated stuff, like I'm not saying, Oh, only Deadpool should be rated R. No, not at all. Like there's plenty of characters that can go into that R rated space, but they will have to do it their own way. Like they can't just copy what Deadpool did and be like, okay, we just need to say the F word a bunch of times, throw in some dick jokes and some nudity. (laughs) And you know, our movie will be just as successful as Deadpool. It's like, no, it won't. You, if you don't have like that core, as you said, you know, getting the the core character right, if that's not like the first thing that you're doing in your movie, uh, then it's still then it's not going to work. So like uh, an R-rated Wolverine movie should be, and I and I'm totally confident will be a hundred percent different from an R-rated Deadpool movie. Like it's still they're still yes. co- even though they're both R-rated, they should still be completely different movies because you're talking about two completely different characters. Yeah, and and, that, and I totally agree with that. And I think that you know, Deadpool, you can. I, I kind of hope. Well, I'm kind of hoping with the, with a the sequel of Deadpool, it, it keeps it keeps in line with his fourth wall breaking. But I kind of want Deadpool to be like the main focus. But if they're gonna go Cable, which which I'm they not, are, which I'm a little bummed out about uh, to be honest. Um, but I kind of hope that it's only him being super zany because. If he's the because again, you look at someone like Colossus, when you play off some like complete straight man, that's when Deadpool really shines. If you have like the weasel guy making jokes and cracking jokes at each other, it, it gets funny, but like it gets crowded fast. I think it's better when Deadpool is the only one being like the insane, like fourth wall dropping character. And I think that that to me, and I think that could that's gonna work. And, and I know Cable's probably gonna be in this next film, but. And, and, and I got one – I forgot one little nitpick, and this is really stupid, and you're going to laugh, but I'm sorry. Deadpool's not a mutant. He's not. He's not a mutant. Well, and he's not technically a mutant right now. I mean that's the thing. Exactly. Is like, the way they did his origin was they said like it's just – we do this stuff to unlike, they unlock like a dormant mutant gene that like lies within everyone. Blah, 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 blah. Which is just a – 
there's a I, I think that uh, that might even be like a, a rights thing with Marvel. I don't know. <laughs> like, I yeah, don't, it's it just bugs me. Like when no, he's like, join well, the, the X Men. I'm like, no, he's not a mutant. Only mutants can join X Men. No, <sighs> but you got to think. Well, in this universe, like, I know. In this universe, being a mutant is the only source of superpowers. Like there yeah. is nobody who has superpowers that's not related to somehow like a mutant gene. So, and I didn't really care. I mean, like he obviously wasn't like truly a mutant. It, it, their argument is like there's this process where everybody has you know a mutant gene, and then it's just really a matter of whether or not it's active. Um, and then, you know, they found a way to activate it. But I think that, I think what you see is that there, that's not really a way to do it, which is why he ends up looking so freaking crazy and messed up. Like that, right. I think that's why, I mean, the whole thing is like the experiment gone wrong. Like this is, this is man trying to manipulate the science of being a mutant. And of course it just turns into this horrible thing. Cause like right. none of the, if you look at all the mutants, um, you know, in that little lab or whatever, they're all super screwed up. So like, right. clearly they're not really, you know, true mutants. So, but, I, but in, in this world, like I could understand where it's like, Hey, he maybe kind of has mutant powers, but he has, you know, he, either way, he's got some super abilities. Like I could see the X-Men trying to recruit him because this is not a world where there's like a million other superheroes besides mutants. So yeah, they don't, ha- they don't, ha- they don't have to be as exclusive. In I this know. Universe. And I know that. And it's just, it just bothers me. Cause I'm just like, no, he's not. It's always, bo- even when they put Deadpool in X-Force, which is still bothers me today. I'm just like, don't, and they put, De- they also put Deathlock in X-Force. And I'm like, no, that's not this. Oh, it's- well, Deathlock is owned by Marvel studios. So that won't happen. Well, uh, I in know, X-Men, but, but you know, I mean, yeah. I, I and that's the thing. I'm really excited for the possibilities of this. But also, like you said, Sean, it's kind of scary, too, because Marvel has their methods and, and they, they're doing really well with them. I mean, again, like the Gulk, you know, Aaron from Twitter, and I, I forgot your last name, Aaron, and I apologize. That's not your first name. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron K, K-A-J, Cash, I'm not sure if that's your name or not. Uh, but anyway... You brought up a good point earlier saying, you know, Marvel does have adult content with like Daredevil. Yeah, they have it already. And and, and Netflix. So it's not like Deadpool is the only thing in town. Like uh, Netflix beat Deadpool to it, you know, since, you know, sure, sure. But 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 that being said, to me, what's it's exciting, the fact that we're going to, you know, we're going to get some uh, a little more flavor in these things. They're not going to be, you know, the cookie cutter, you know, that which people criticize Marvel for, which I think is sometimes fair and not fair. But I think this is this is what's going to be interesting is that you know we're showing that fans of or just even casual fans who who are the ones that ultimately decide if a, if a movie is successful or not, they they show that they're interested in in a more edgier, you know, raunchier comic book stuff, and they're and they're open to that, and I think that's going to be really exciting for the genre. Uh, but again, I just it's it's not it's not going to work hands down for everything, you know. No, it won't. And, and, and the thing is, obviously, we got they announced that the next Wolverine was going to be rated R, or you know, and and that to me is you know it, it that could work though at the same time, yeah. like like Deadpool, you could be ultra violent with Wolverine. That's not a that's not going to be a bad yeah. thing. Well, they haven't yeah, and they haven't officially announced that Wolverine is R. I mean, it's on that not little officially. it's on that little pamphlet that just says anticipated rating R. It doesn't mean that it absolutely will be, but it probably will be. Now, um, yeah, but that's see, but for me, that's okay because Wolverine, even though he's been PG thirteen this whole time, 
um, you know, and we'll probably talk more about it when we do our, our news catch up show, you know, next week. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the reason why it's but that's, you know, kind of illustrates the point, though. You read a lot of, Wolver- you know, when you read Wolverine solo books, there's plenty of R rated stuff there. Yeah. There's plenty of it. Just as much Especially as there in the 80s, man. Yeah. Just as there's just as much R rated content for uh, Wolverine as there is for Deadpool. In fact, there's probably more. I, uh, I would 100 percent agree with that. So, like for Wolverine, like that's that's okay. Like that makes sense to me. Um, you know, especially and then financially, like Deadpool is going to make more, you know, uh, worldwide than either of Wolverine's solo films, which were PG-13. So if you're Fox, you don't really ha- you don't really have to worry about like, oh, well, if we go if we go R with Wolverine, like we'll lose business. Probably not. <laughs> You'll yeah. probably gain business. And because of, you know, the, the not so great merchandising deal that Fox has with Marvel. And I don't even know how all that works. I just know they don't, don't totally get along with that. You just you know, if you pay attention, there's no action figure line for X-Men movies in like forever, uh, in years and years and years. Like there wasn't one for days of future past. There won't be one for apocalypse. Um, you know, so there's and there, there wasn't one for the Wolverine solo movies. So there won't be, uh, I think X Men Origins Wolverine might have been the last one with that little Deadpool figure that they showed in the movie, um, you know, because like action figure tie-ins and stuff like that isn't a big concern. Like you don't worry as much about you know having stuff that's maybe not uh, not as kid friendly. So I, I think they probably will go that route for Wolverine, and that actually makes sense. And I, I've said it before, like I know that Hugh Jackman is saying that this is going to be his last one. I want Fox to beg him and throw whatever money they have to do, you know, whatever money they have to throw at him, that after we get, like, an R-rated Deadpool 2 and an R-rated Wolverine 3, I want R-rated Deadpool versus Wolverine. I think that with mm. with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, and you know what? I actually think there's a chance that it could happen because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, Deadpool is calling out Wolverine in his movie, and Ryan Reynolds just crashed Hugh Jackman's press junket for that Eddie the Eagle movie that Hugh Jackman is doing and, like, interviewed him. I think those two guys would act, I, I think that is something that Hugh Jackman would actually be willing to do. Like I will I'm I I thought I was done, but if I get a chance to go make a movie and go take on, you know, uh Deadpool and get to hang out on set with like Ryan Reynolds for four months and just crack jokes, yeah, why not? Let's go do that. Um but that's just me like dreaming over here. Um well, and no, but I mean for but just getting back to that point about like the R rated stuff, like I'm not saying, Oh, only Deadpool should be rated R. No, not at all. Like there's plenty of characters that can go into that R rated space, but they will have to do it their own way. Like they can't just copy what Deadpool did and be like, okay, we just need to say the F word a bunch of times, throw in some dick jokes and some nudity. (laughs) And you know, our movie will be just as successful as Deadpool. It's like, no, it won't. You, if you don't have like that core, as you said, you know, getting the the core character right, if that's not like the first thing that you're doing in your movie, uh, then it's still then it's not going to work. So like a, an R-rated Wolverine movie should be, and I and I'm totally confident will be a hundred percent different from an R-rated Deadpool movie. Like it's still they're still yes. co- even though they're both R-rated, they should still be completely different movies because you're talking about two completely different characters. Yeah, and, and, that, and I totally agree with that. And I think that 